Hola, Conchitas. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. Make sure you grab your café, chocolate de abuelita, tea, and your candy because this is our Halloween special episode and I'm so excited to release this for you guys. Our special guest for this episode was Sasha Sloan and you're going to hear all about her in the episode. But huge shout out to her. Unfortunately, we weren't able to record the intro with her. But basically, to give you an idea, it's all about Harry Potter. So I really hope you guys enjoy. And because it's spooky season, it makes sense that we had a Halloween special episode. So please enjoy this special. And thank you so much for all your love and support. Have a happy Halloween. And stay spooky, Conchitas. Welcome back to another new episode of Self Conscious Podcast. This is season three. On this episode, we got Sasha Sloan. She is a BYU political science major, CEO of Archive Sunday, creator of the Noble House of Black series. Her content on TikTok is over 1.2 million followers, and she is currently competing in Miss Utah with hopes to make it and compete for Miss America. And also joining us on this episode is a blast from the past, back from the grave, given the spooky season that it is, is Evelyn Salazar, my co-host from season two. So I'm excited that she's going to be joining us on this episode. But before we do proceed, quick disclosure. Before we do proceed with the interview, we do want to acknowledge that we at Self-Conscious Podcast are aware of a video that came out in January of 2020 where Sasha came under fire for commenting on an insensitive Holocaust joke. Out of respect for our Jewish listeners, we want to address the incident before proceeding. Sasha did post a video publicly apologizing to the public, but especially the Jewish community on her TikTok page. However, as we in Self-Conscious Podcast are all about growing and learning from what makes us self-conscious, we are not about the cancel culture, but we are about accountability. So we want to give Sasha the floor and ask what have you done since that apology video was posted to grow and learn and educate. First, I think I wanted to say thank you for giving me a chance to kind of like talk about what I did to learn and grow from this. One of my good friends is another creator on Harry Potter TikTok and she is of Jewish ancestry. Her grandfather was actually a survivor of the Holocaust. And we've become really good friends through this process and talked a lot about it. And one of the things that we both discussed is that I would hope that in the process following that video that I can kind of show people that I do want to be accountable for my actions and like what accountability looks like, if that makes sense. So after I made that original video apologizing, so to kind of clarify the narrative, there was a viral video that had, you know, several million views that I commented on on my For You page and about Three or four months later, a video was made talking about that comment. And so that same day I hopped on and made an apology. And then that same day I logged off of TikTok and I stayed off of TikTok for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I tried to really, really take it seriously because I don't think that people were upset because of one comment on one video. The sentiment that I got mostly from my Jewish followers was that they were concerned that that comment aligned with deeper held beliefs that I might have had and that my page was no longer a safe place for them to be as Jewish individuals. And I think it really opened my eyes up to the intensity of anti-Semitism, particularly in the United States. Like, mm -hmm. if you look at the statistics, 2019 had the highest rate of violent incidents against Jewish people since they started recording it in, like, the 1970s. And we're seeing attacks made against Jewish individuals all around the globe in Canada and Europe and across the US. And so one of the first things that I did in sort of my accountability process is I spent probably 30 or 40 hours in those two weeks FaceTiming with Jewish creators on TikTok. 
and I tried to have a personal policy that if anybody messaged me, I would respond to them and have a conversation just because I wanted to understand the harm that I had caused. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I would go listen to their lives and watch their FaceTimes. And I had a lot of really, really profound conversations about the Jewish experience, particularly in the U.S. There was one girl, she asked that I like keep her name anonymous, and we'll call her Maddie, but she's hey. awesome. She actually reached out to me, and she and her Chabad leadership at like her university were like, can we be part of your education process? Can I like FaceTime you and share my experiences? And we ended up talking for like five hours or something in our first FaceTime, and she shared with me stories of growing up where like, guys would make comments to her about her nose and she would get anonymous death threats texted to her and and like it it really opened up my eyes to how extreme like the prejudice that she's facing is Mm -hmm. so I think that that was to me the most significant part of my accountability process was having those hard conversations like it was hard like we both cried a couple of times and I also attended a a really awesome seminar that was put together by the Anti-Defamation League which is sort of a national group that that speaks on Jewish issues and they talked about recognizing contemporary anti-semitism because I am a political science major I run in pretty liberal well-educated circles but one of the problems with anti-semitism is that it is recognized to be pretty prevalent on both the far right and the far left because you know, I would say a really apt example right now is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I've seen on my TikTok for you page, teenage Jewish creators who will post just a video of their day or something and someone will comment like free Palestine. And that's directly holding the Jewish people accountable for the Israeli state. Mm-hmm. Whereas this Jewish teenage girl in the United States has nothing to do with that conflict. That's blatantly racist. to to make comments like that that are targeted against Jewish individuals. And there's a bit of that attitude and a bit of a harsher critique of of the Israeli government that happens in very liberal spaces. And so um, I really liked that seminar because I think it helped me be more cognizant of how I, as like someone that exists in the field of political science, considers myself to be pretty well educated, can open my eyes up to, you know, a lot of the the misconceptions and and stereotypes about Jewish people, even in that well-educated space. And then the other thing that I really tried to do as part of my accountability process, like obviously I went through a big reading list, like a lot of people sent me book recommendations, which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. I watched Schindler's List, you know, but another thing that I really tried to do was take people's feedback because another common critique that I was getting at the time was that I, as a Harry Potter creator, needed to be more aware and speak out more about anti-Semitism as it's represented in the Harry Potter books Um, because there's quite a bit of evidence that J.K. Rowling did have some anti-Semitic undertones in the writing. For example, the goblin race as it's depicted in Harry Potter is based off of a very old stereotype of Jewish individuals that was originated in Nazi Germany and sort of disseminated across the media. These like hooked noses, they're very greedy. It, it relies on these you know, really, really false and offensive stereotypes. And the goblins in Harry Potter are depicted as being greedy and money grubbing and bad. And like even the main character calls them less than human. And the fact that they're the bankers in the series is pretty closely tied in with those Jewish stereotypes as well. And if you watch in the Sorcerer's Stone, there's even a Star of David on the floor of Gringotts Bank oh, in really? the movie. Yeah, and I didn't even know this, you know. And I I consider myself to be pretty woke, but I just I wasn't aware. 
And honestly, the deeper that I got into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, one creator made a video about sort of speculating what it would have been like for Daniel Radcliffe, who has Jewish ancestry, to show up at filming and see the Star of David on the floor of the bank where the goblins are the workers. You know what I mean? That was something that I tried to do as a creator, and I've, I've talked in, you know, probably five or six lives now about anti-Semitism in the series to try to, to try to just make sure that people understand the significance of that, and I think it's something that Jewish creators, particularly Jewish Harry Potter creators, have been trying to talk about for a long time. But again, sometimes anti-Semitism isn't taken as seriously, even in even on the left. Um, so, and then another piece of feedback that I got, all of this happened when my series, The House of Black, was quite new, and it features the villains in Harry Potter as like young kids. And one of the criticisms was people were like, Are, is she gonna glorify the villains in this series? Like, is she gonna make Bellatrix or Lucius out to be the heroes? Is she trying to write a redemption arc? And I knew where the writing was going. I knew that Bellatrix is the ultimate evil, Lucius is the ultimate evil, but it, it wasn't quite clear yet because we just started the series. Right. And so I really, really tried to take their feedback. You know, one thing in particular is our usage of the dark mark in the show. Mm -hmm. And there were two different videos that I had up early in my Harry Potter TikTok journey where I had worn the dark mark. Like I'd gotten a temporary tattoo for fun in quarantine. And they pointed out that there's a lot of similarities between the dark mark and the numbers that are printed onto Holocaust survivors on the left arm. Mm -hmm. Or that it could be represented in a way that's similar to the swastika. And so there, there's just a lot of uncomfortable feeling about representing ideas with a tattoo on your skin and so I really tried to take that feedback and not romanticize the dark mark I don't wear it for photo shoots we just wear it on the villains when we're filming so that was another piece of feedback that I tried to take and then you know we also have really tried to take all of their feedback with the house of black and after the whole process, I felt like the best thing that I could do and the most common suggestion that I was getting was to use my platform to elevate other Jewish creators. And so one of my good friends who reached out to me, you know, God bless her, like what an incredible woman. She messaged me when sort of the hate was at its highest and the criticism of me was at its highest. And she said, I would like to talk to you. And she's a world religions educator. Like I said, her grandpa is a Holocaust survivor. And we spent a long time talking about the issues. We became pretty good friends. And then last week, she actually flew out to Utah and she's guest starring in like four episodes of The House of Black. And we brought her onto the writing team so that she could be involved with writing the whole thing and see where we're going with the plot and contribute her voice as a Jewish creator. And she's, I'll just like plug her, her name's Rebecca Rogers and she's like one of the best teacher creators on Harry Potter TikTok. So go follow her and she'll be premiering in the Noble House of Black in a couple of months. So sorry, that was a super long-winded answer, but those are kind of the things that I've tried to do because I honestly, I wanted to take it seriously. Like I'm a political science major and like I, I bawled for like two days. I felt so bad yeah. because the hurt was real. You know, and like I would, I would go onto FaceTimes or like live videos of other creators that were crying and saying like, I trusted you. I thought that this was a safe space for me. And I know that that harm was so, so real for them. So anyway, very long-winded response, but those are kind of the ways that I was trying to take it seriously. Yes, I don't think it's long-winded. I think it was a very well put together answer. I don't think it was rehearsed. I think it's very genuine. I will say, as a political science major myself, or now I have like a degree, so <laughs> flexing that out Congrats. there. 
we tend to analyze everything. Mm-hmm. We analyze everything. So when we know we fucked up, mm-hmm. we want to know how we fucked up mm-hmm. and how we can do better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I want to say thank you for being willing to, you know, be held accountable on this podcast and talk about what you've done to learn and grow from that situation, what you're doing to educate others. Because I learned just a few things in these little past few minutes that passed by that I wasn't even aware of. So I'm glad that you're using your platform in the best way you can since that incident. You've grown from it. And so that's really what we can do at this point. That's the thing. You can't walk back from your mistakes. But you can learn and grow from them. And from our podcast, yeah, we wanted to have you as a guest, but we also wanted to not gloss over what happened and be like, you know what, we're all about self-love, self-growth. Well, we're all about growth and learning, so this is a chance to have Sasha not be so self-conscious and talk about the situation. (laughs) Moving forward now to the fun part. So, fun question. What movie or book character do you relate to the most and why? Honestly, I have to say Kylo Ren. My name on TikTok is Kylo Squash, and everyone's very confused by it. They're like, why is your name Kylo? Wait, for those who don't know, who's Kylo Ren from? He's from Star Wars. He's from the the last three Star Wars movies. But here's the thing. Kylo Ren is alone in the universe, and he's a simp for someone who doesn't care. <laughs> you know, I relate to those things. I really do. Um, so, it, it like, in a way, Kylo Ren definitely has my heart, but also... I think character I'm the most similar to is is this Brian Daenerys Targaryen? Like I oh, I watch Game of Thrones and I'm like, yes, Khaleesi, my mother, like I've never seen my Game inspiration. Of no, Stephanie's She's a awesome. big Game of Thrones fan. I love GOT. Oh yeah, you gotta watch it. It ended badly, right? It. Oh right? horrible ending. Terrible. <laughs> like I screamed at my TV. Me that too. was how bad it was. Did you know that they're making a pre sequel, I guess? It's yeah, like about House Targaryen. Yeah. I'm way excited. Me too. I'm lost. Because they, they did my girl dirty. They really did. They did. Um, Danny deserved better. She deserved better. I was actually watching a really interesting video about it yesterday, and I can't remember who it was. They were on TikTok. And, but they were saying how one of the reasons that the season ending was so unsatisfying is that the show was supposed to be all about female rage. And, like, it ha- it came out at a time where we were learning as a nation that, like, rage can be justified when there's inequality and blah, 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 blah. And, like, both Cersei and Daenerys, like, that should have been validated in their rage, like, they both just had terrible endings, yeah, you know? Yeah, but Cersei was kind of a bitch. Yeah, but also, like, I kind of got some of the... I kind of sympathize with her in some ways. I understand some moments, but... Call it what it is. She was a bitch. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure, for sure. But also, like, Melisandre getting killed out of nowhere. Like, That's that true. was frustrating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she didn't deserve Arya that. Arya Stark got nothing. Sansa Stark no got dick. nothing. She deserved better, too. And then freaking Bland Bran ends up on the Iron Throne. I was I was frustrated. Sorry, we're, we're so You're far good. out of left field. I am a part of... The, I always see these memes that are like, are you part of the 1% that has never seen Game of Thrones? And I'm always like, yes, me. Like, That's me. Right here. But at this point, I've heard that everybody hated the ending, that I don't even know if I want to invest myself into it. I wouldn't, honestly. No, no. Well, watch it, because it's really it's a good story, dude. Yeah. It's a good story. The ending will suck. You'll be prepared for it. Yeah. But it's a good show. Yeah. Honestly, I think you would like it, Evelyn. Okay. You can always you just, like, like stop watching, like, three episodes before the end. I do that. I did that with Grey's Anatomy. No. Oh, that's like, another mm-hmm. one I will not watch. Don't, really? don't watch I it. Will it's so not long, watch. dude. It's so I, long. No, okay, because I'm a person that I'm so empathetic, and I get so, like, 
deep into these characters and their mm. lives and their stories, they become real people to me. Mm. And I know that Grey's Anatomy kills off basically all of their characters. And That's I've seen true. like my mom bawling, like if someone someone like died, like one of her children. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that because that will be me and it will affect me. So I'm like, I'm good with Grey's Anatomy. Then you probably won't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Because it's kind of like... Everybody dies. Everyone dies. It's like, it's like if you're like watching Harry Potter and then Ron dies. Oh my god. And then Hermione dies. And See, then you're I'm like, gonna, who's the main okay. character? I know you're like the Harry Potter one here. I love Harry Potter, but mm-hmm. Ron could have died. Oh no! Between Fred and Ron? Wait, who would Hermione end up with? Harry. Are you a Harry no, Hermione? I am Harry and Ginny uh, all the way. I oh, love yeah, yeah, Ginny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. actually yes. Ginny is my queen. She's so much better in the books. I've heard. I've, I've, I've heard. Anyways. <laughs> Evelyn, what about you? Whoa. What movie or book character do you relate to the most and why? Oh, that's a hard question. I have three. I'm not going to dive too deep into all of them. So I'll just say, I can't choose. I'm a Gemini. I'm indecisive. So <laughs> this is going to sound kind of funny, but um, Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Oh, I relate to Ash so much just because he's a go-getter. He never gives up on his dreams. Like he is constantly trying to find ways around his problems. Like, you can't bring Ash down, and I love mm-hmm. that, and I relate to that so much. Like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Another one from Harry Potter is Luna Lovegood. Yes. I associate myself with Luna so much because she's so weird and different, and people, like, you know, like, when she's first introduced, like, a lot of people judge her and think she's kind of, like, crazy, and I feel like a lot of people have thought that about me before. They're like, oh, you're a little weird. And it's like, I am weird, but I'm totally fine being weird because I know myself and who I am, mm-hmm. and I don't care what other people think. So, shout out to Luna. And then the other one I was going to say is um, Jonas from The Giver. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, because he's the receiver and memories are everything to me. Like, and so that book and that movie just like touched me on another level. But Jonas is just very curious and just wants to like learn so much about everything in life. He wants to see it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, like even though he knows it's going to hurt him and... That's kind of how I am. I really just want to experience everything. So those three are probably, like, the ones I would say. I see all of them. Yeah. I do. I do see all of Good. them. Good. I actually don't know much about Ash Ketchum. <sighs> I know. Okay. Uh, see, I, that's my I love one. Ash. He's, like, my childhood crush. He yeah. was. I had a crush on Ash, too. Pokemon well, was the foundation for Yes. Me. Everything else was built on Pokemon. Um, yes. I live in a Catholic household, and my oh. mom, for some reason, thought Pokemon was, was evil. Yeah. So oh. I didn't get to enjoy it. See, my mom thought Yu-Gi-Oh! was too dark. That too. I wasn't allowed to watch that My mom thought Yu-Gi-Oh! was dark too. Dude, I am a freaking Pokey freak. Like, I love Pokemon so much. It is, I remember, I, because again, my memories, I have a very photographic memory. I was three years old when it premiered in the United States, and I remember watching it for the first time, like, on the floor in my little TV. And then I remember going seeing Pokemon the first movie at the theaters, the Mm -hmm. dollar movies at Valley Fair that are no longer there. Crying and watching it. Like, I can visually see, like, when it ended. But I love Pokemon so much. I had the app, you know, the one that the Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, I had the app. I did that. <laughs> That's as far as I went. <laughs> what about you, character-wise? I actually think I'm the main character, just in life. <laughs> I talk Phil too. So. But I mean, <laughs> you know a good amount of my story, so yeah. you're like, yeah, that's the main character. I know I am. I've accepted it. On a whole other note, I relate very much to Tony Stark. Oh. I see that so much. Oh my yeah. God, I, I'm very much Tony Stark. Like, he's always putting everybody else before his own needs, and everybody thinks he's an asshole, and he's egotistical, and he has a, you know, everybody thinks he's a prick, but in reality, he just has a hard time showing his love and emotions to people, and I, I know that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is you. <laughs> and 
Yeah, I'm Tony, but I fuck Captain America, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) And then, I actually love Star Wars, too. Okay. I love Star Wars. It's the series that I watched with my dad growing up. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of love for that show, uh, for the series in general, but I'm definitely Han Solo. Mm. Yeah. Dude, my character kills your character. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but Han Solo is like almost the same thing like with Tony Stark. Like same vibes. Like you don't want to show people you care mm-hmm. because it, you're scared of like show, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like those are me. But like they just have a really good heart though. At the end of the day, and they do care a lot about people. Um, I think those are me. And this is gonna sound whack, but um, Stitch. Stitch, Stitch. I love it. Stitch. I love Stitch. I definitely Stitch. You were wearing that shirt on Monday. I was. I loved Stitch. I, I love Stitch I'm, I'm Stitch. Stitch is me. I get it because he's from a whole other planet. Sometimes I feel like I'm from a different <laughs> planet and I don't belong and I have a hard time. Feel, I don't always feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I try too hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm Stitch. I have my Ohana though. That's cute. Oh, I, I like that. that. Aw, it got cute for a second. Oh, that's tender. I'm six to five making sandwiches. <laughs> Ruben, his name's Ruben. And I didn't get it because that's the name of a sandwich. His name's Ruben. Uh, yeah. I got it now. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. Um, anyways, good. Now that we are we got that all all that down. You wanna tell us a little bit about yourself, Sasha? We kinda covered it in the intro, but Give us a little bit more. For example, Archive Sunday. What is that? Noble House of Black series for those who don't. Well, I mean, we'll get more into it on this mm-hmm. podcast episode because that's in theme with the season. But just give us a little bit more of who you are, who you is, where you're from, what cool. you like. <laughs> What's your sign? Um, I'm a Taurus. I'm actually learning about astrology right now. Yes, I just bought a book like a couple weeks ago. It's really accurate. I also learned that my... Venus is in Gemini, and I was like, that explains so much. That's why I have commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me out. <laughs> I don't know what my Venus is. I'm curious now. Oh, you'll have to get it. Yeah. Download uh, CoStar. And my, like, is it Mercury that's communication? Yes, Mercury's communication. That one's Aries for me. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a debater. That, yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I'm learning so much about myself. <laughs> I am from Salt Lake City. I was born and raised in the avenues in Salt Lake. And I went to Woods Cross High School. Actually, I went to West High School for a second. <laughs> then I went to Woods Cross High School. And then I went to BYU. I, right now, I'm a full-time content creator. So I do fandom content on TikTok and on YouTube and Instagram. And I am about to finish my political science degree at BYU. In high school, I was a big debate nerd, big model UN nerd, big mock trial nerd. And that's where I learned to just love public speaking. We're relating too much because that was me. (laughs) Oh, wait. Do I know you from model UN? I feel like I've seen no you girlfriend. I don't know what the fuck that was. Okay, <laughs> my Catholic school didn't do that. Okay, okay, okay. private and rich. I but we feel didn't do like that. I know you from somewhere. I did mock trial. That's what it is. That's what it. Is. I'm like I know her from a debate thing. Because she I did debate. Because sure. she's okay. just because you okay. graduated 2015. Right? Yeah, 2015. yeah, and she's 2014 too. Okay, so we totally would have crossed paths. Yeah, I think more debate because mock trial. I don't know. Okay, which team were you on? Judge Memorial Catholic High School. I only did PF in 2015. So if you were graduated, I never probably debated you. No. But we probably ran in the same circles. Probably. I always try to describe debate to people, and I'm like... They don't get it. It's fine. It's such a nerd thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I may be an LA 6.5. But in debate, I am a 13 out of 10. (laughs) At a debate tournament, I can strut that runway, baby. You know, okay, this is off topic. (laughs) It's not related to this, but... um, 
in high school, I wasn't the best debater, and mm-hmm. I wasn't the best at mock trial. Actually, lies. I was really good at mock trial. Debating was not it, because I had such a hard time public speaking for a while. Mm. Now, though, now... I could do it. Mm-hmm. I could do it. I could take it. I could take you on. Let's go. Not you. Not you. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to be you. We're having a good time. Not you. But I mean, anybody else. Anyone listening. Anybody I competed with and I lost to. She's like, just no. Round two. Round two. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, continue. Sorry, you were telling us about yourself. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, Archive Sunday. What's that about? Oh, okay. Archive Sunday is my company that I started in... August of 2020 I was working for a candidate for governor and like kind of the spring of 2020 when the world shut down and my candidate ended up losing and then that summer when everyone was quarantined I was like shoot I have to pay for school in the fall like how am I gonna make money up here and so I started this little company it started on Etsy where I was bleach dyeing t-shirts And the name archive refers to things being recycled. So something that I do in our company is everything uses recycled materials in some way. And then Sunday refers to I drop a new product collection every single Sunday. So I started with t-shirts and it kind of went viral from like day 10. I remember I posted a video right before I went to Lake Powell with my family and I was away from service and I got back and that video had gone to like 80,000 views, which was a lot for me back then. And like the whole collection had sold out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. So we went from doing t-shirts to adding another product, which is collage walls. I make these fandom collages of my photography and graphic design that represent different aesthetics like the Aphrodite aesthetic or the space aesthetic or the dark wizard aesthetic or whatever it is. Yeah, I'd be keeping tabs. I check. I see. I'm like, mm. That looks good. Mm-hmm. Do I want it on my wall? I want all of them on my wall. <laughs> I know they're all so pretty. They're all, they're so, all so different. I think a lot of people are following and they're like, I'm waiting for you to release a sky blue and purple and green goth fairy aesthetic. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll get there. We do it every Sunday. So, Do you have a blue aesthetic yet? We do. We have the Son of Poseidon aesthetic. Oh, is yeah, but blue. I don't like that it's a Greek god. Yeah. The Ravenclaw one's kind yeah, of Yeah, the blue. Ravenclaw. There's a there's the Clever mini kit and then the full-sized one. What you just ones? dropped the Princess one. Yeah. I saw that. The Rapunzel one. We have one. a Water Tribe one that's oh. dope. It's based off of the Avatar, Avatar. Last Airbender oh. universe. I really love that one because I love Atla personally. Um, but, yeah, we've got a couple of blue ones. You got a black thing? We do. We have quite a few different dark series. We have the dark side of Star Wars. We have like Dark Hufflepuff, Dark Ravenclaw, Dark Slytherin. Dark mm-hmm. They're all Actually, so Dark cool. Gryffindor hasn't come out yet. So that one will come ooh. soon. I'm excited for that one. I'm a Gryffindor. You? Oh yeah, you are a Gryffindor. Yeah, it's obvious. I, I mean, I think it's obvious. But. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and proud. <laughs> and we're Slytherins. Yes. Yeah. We, I, yeah. I'm a Slytherin. I'm a Slytherin, but I also associate a lot with Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. So I just go by a Slytherclaw. But yeah. I would have seen you as a Hufflepuff. What? Yeah. I don't see myself as a Hufflepuff. Didn't the test give you a Hufflepuff? Shh. <laughs> Lower your voice. Why are you Actually, so loud? The for? first time I took the Pottermore test, it, it told me I was a Hufflepuff. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely nah, not. Girl. I think anyone that knows me, I have pretty strong Slytherin energy. But I think my Slytherin side comes from trauma. So maybe as a kid, <laughs> I was a Hufflepuff. And now I'm just a very traumatized Slytherin oh that trusts God. no one. I'm, I'm a Gryffindor. But you know how it gives you like your percentage, like how yeah. much you are? The second closest was Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can totally see you as that. 
I like a lot of Slither my door. like most popular videos on TikTok are me like explaining like sorting people into houses. Yeah. And I just started dating somebody and like I've been able to he? figure out I have I don't know. <laughs> we, we keep going back and forth. I don't know if it's a Hufflepuff or Gryffindor. And I have probably spent like five hours talking to him oh about my it. God. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Like, there are some thirteen year olds in Brazil that would kill to be in your shoes right now of me sorting you into a house for like five hours. But like I can't figure it out. So I think he's probably a Gryffindor. That's okay. where I'm at right now, but it could change. We just I just made Hayden take his test a few months ago and he's a Gryffindor. Oh. And I, I see it. I don't know him, but Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I, I couldn't be a Hufflepuff. Just cause I mean this sounds bad, but Hufflepuffs are so like extremely selfless and I feel like I'm I can mm-hmm. be selfish, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, that's not like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's good to be selfish. I think appearance-wise, you, you, you're you deceitful. You would I'm come dece- across well, as a Hufflepuff, but you are Slytherins can be deceitful. See, and I think Hufflepuffs and Slytherins are actually really similar. I'm going to mm-hmm. get deep in the sorting hat theory. Because <laughs> to me, those are actually the two most loyal houses. Yes. But I think the difference is Slytherins are like, this is my inner circle. And if you aren't in the inner circle, like your opinion does not matter to me. I don't mm-hmm. care what you think. But then your inner circle, you are ride or die for those folks. That's yeah. how I feel. I will say, they say that Gryffindors like want the limelight all the time. That's that's not always true. Mm-hmm. That's not always true. Depends depends what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> depends what it's for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can see I can see now. Yeah. The Slytherins, the Gryffindor. It's okay. And then I, my. I think my Ravenclaw side shows a lot of times, too, because I'm yeah. kind of fucking weird. So. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, really woo. You're in your, in I feel like, like today when I looked at my outfit and with these glasses on, I was like, I feel like a young... Luna. <laughs> oh, Luna. Luna? I was thinking Trelawney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was thinking Luna because you know how she has her little glasses? Yeah, no. Glasses. I love it. I don't know about you, but... I was on Harry, deep into Harry Potter TikTok, mm-hmm. or when it first started too. I've never heard of it. Harry Potter TikTok. And, oh, never. really? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I loved it. I did all those trends. I did like my favorite one was the one where it was like you dressed up in different outfits. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I saw that one. Yeah, I, I did I that one. I, cool. Luna's outfit was my favorite because she's was the most. Hers was the most like weird. But yeah, no, everyone like all for all the houses. Your people get upset sometimes when you think they're like the the most general stereotypes. You know that everyone knows. And because I did these videos where I did the Gryffindor aesthetic, Slytherin aesthetic, whatever, two types. I was like type one, you know, like which type are you? And it was like all these pictures of a certain and then another type. And people were like, oh, like for Gryffindor, I did like a a dark Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, I'm not this Gryffindor that people always say I am, you know, like the hero, the like wants the attention. I'm definitely a dark Gryffindor. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I like the light Gryffindor, (laughs) but I'm definitely dark Gryffindor. But yeah, I I love Harry Potter TikTok so much. (laughs) Well, speaking of, it's a good segue into the whole podcast theme episode today. Like I said, Sasha has created a series called Noble House of Black series. It's actually related to Harry Potter. You want to give us a little bit of context, what it's about, how it started, how it came to be? Yeah. So House of Black happened pretty accidentally. It was originally supposed to be three TikToks of me and my sister and my cousin cosplaying the three young black sisters, which are Bellatrix Black, who becomes Bellatrix Lestrange, Narcissa, who becomes Narcissa Malfoy, and Andromeda, who becomes Andromeda Tonks, and is the mother to Nymphadora Tonks. And the reason that I got drawn to their story in the first place is because 
those three sisters land on opposite sides of the wizarding war, Bellatrix becomes like the ultimate death eater, horrible, sadistic mm -hmm. warrior for Lord Voldemort. And then Andromeda fights for the Order of the Phoenix. She helps Harry and supports him throughout the books. And then Narcissa is kind of in the middle where she never becomes a Death Eater, but she's a very passive bystander to her family participating in the Death Eater lifestyle. But then in the very end of the Harry Potter series, she's the one to save Harry's life and honestly turn the tide of the war. And so I really wanted to explore those three sisters back in their childhood and how they would have split up and gone their separate ways as adults. And then also their cousins are Sirius Black and Regulus Black, who Sirius obviously is a main character. He joins Order of the Phoenix and Regulus becomes a Death Eater and then turns against Voldemort and gives up his life trying to turn against the dark side. So it has this cast of five really interesting characters in Harry Potter that aren't ever shown as teenagers or as young adults. And so we decided to make this TikTok series that's kind of like a silent film. They're all filmed vertically on an iPhone and the episodes are like two minutes long or four or five minutes long. And they just tell the story almost in the middle of like a comic and a movie about these young characters and their journey into adulthood and onto different sides of the Wizarding War. Full disclosure, <laughs> that's how I found out about you. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, Harry Potter soup talk. I was in it. <laughs> I admit it. Uh, I got I got into it. <laughs> it was on my four years and I was like, bet. <laughs> Keep going through. Let's go. Yeah. And your stuff popped up. Uh -huh. And so I was like, ooh, what is this? Oh, I think I got onto it because I was watching like if a Latina went to Hogwarts. <laughs> I love those. Oh, I, I love those ones with the hot Cheetos. Yeah, uh, Lex, de, Lex de la Valle. I think that's how you say. I think that's how you say her name. She's actually gonna be a guest on the podcast as well in season four. But oh, awesome. I thought I talked to her too. But I was like, all these creators getting back to me. I don't know how much that humbled my ass. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I felt so. I felt so validated. I was like, they're getting back to me because you guys got a lot, lots of followers on TikTok. So I'm like, these social influencers, please, please like me, please oh accept my, gosh, my invitation. You guys are so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's how I found out about you because I was watching those videos and I was like, holy shit, da 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 da. Mind blown when I found out you were in Salt Lake City, Utah. Really? Places. Yeah, because I was like, why is he by Salt Lake? <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, a little bit of context. I was talking to Ellen about this when we were getting it all set up and all mm -hmm. that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get Sasha. Sasha's going to be a guest in the pod. And Ellen's like, I know Sasha. <laughs> I went to school with Sasha. I was like, I don't know how I know Sasha, but I know Sasha before all this. Did you, didn't you do Red Cross? Oh yeah, I, I did. Red Cross. Yes, I was. Did you the, go to LDC? Yeah, I did go to LDC. I went to LDC. Did you go the year after? Did you go in 2014? I think maybe you were a counselor. So the I, year that I went. Were you a counselor? No. Okay, so I became the recruiter for like yeah. the next generation. So I went it. the year Drew went. Okay, so I went after. Okay, but, I, but Drew's like my best friend. Right, so. and I, I was in that. Instead of becoming the recruiter, I gave my position to Joe Hayes because I became on the board of directors for the American Red Cross and worked at the Capitol. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is all connecting <laughs> and connecting. So yeah, it was really funny because yeah, she told me and I was like, I was like, oh, because she was like, yeah, it's cool, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that is cool. I was like, you know, I know her. She was like, what? <laughs> and I, I told her too, like I told you when we first um, met, I was like, yeah, I don't think, like, we know each other, but we don't know each other. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I know I know her, but I don't know if she knows me. 
you know? But See, and I'm like, I've been following your photography for years. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I feel like I've known you on Facebook, like, intimately. Five <laughs> 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 years. So that's why. It's like, before you went, like, viral and everything, I was like, yeah, <laughs> we've been, like, Facebook friends forever. So it's that's funny. It's really funny. So wait, wait, wait. wait. Disclosure, disclosure. You're holding back on us, Evelyn. Why? You got to give the Conchitas what you, how you met Sasha. What was you doing with Sasha? Oh, um, I was helping film behind the scenes for the yes. Nova House of Black. It was super fun. I How did I see it? Oh, you shared it on your story. You were mm-hmm. like, we're looking for people in Salt Lake to help film behind the scenes. And I was like, bet, yes. Like, oh my God, because one, Harry Potter, love Harry Potter. Two, filming, hello. And I was like, also, I could finally meet Sasha, actually. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, it's it's been really cool. I've helped two, three times now, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we all got to know each other, but yeah, I got to know her through TikTok and that was it. Mm-hmm. I was really relieved though when I saw you for the first time in person because you said, you're like, I feel like I know you. And I was like, okay, good. It's not yes. just one side. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I was like, Hi. It's not just she one side. I felt creepy. I was like, does she know how well I think I know her? See, that's <laughs> hilarious. I only really go back like years. <laughs> oh, um, I know. Like literally, because when I think of you, like before all this, before I've actually started to get to know you more, uh-huh. I picture Elper Sasha like for, <laughs> for years because I, <laughs> all my friends. Wait, I have, you need to give context uh, about what a loser. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you were just tiny and you just had your brown face. hair. I had straight across straight bangs, bangs, halfway up, like halfway up my forehead, uh-huh. and I wore fled jeans and tall socks mm-hmm. and tennis shoes With every a day. Backpack. Girl, you were a nerd. Oh, I was un- it's so funny because I, I had a big glow up in the last year. Like I had dyed my hair blonde and stuff and people are like, oh I think you were like the mean girl in high school and I was like, you guys You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Yeah, I remember I remember like yeah debate Sasha. Because even after you left West, I mean you still had we still had hella mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So like I'd see you on my feed. We were Facebook friends. And I had big nerd energy. Oh Oh, yeah. All through high school. See, and that's totally fine because I was a nerd in high school too. But I was a, I was a cool nerd is what people called me. I was very popular in high school because I was a media nerd chick. If anybody knew <laughs> Evelyn in high school, <laughs> let us know how she really was. <laughs> For all we know, she could be live. I cool was nerd. I was, dude, I was on TV West every Friday being like, good morning, West High School. Welcome TV to your West podcast. TV West was cool. If you were on TV West, See, you thank were you. Really I was in cool. student government, yearbook, TV West. I was like all over. So, I was involved, which kind of makes you a nerd. Like, if you're involved, you know. Yeah. I won Most Spirited Girl 2014 for the yearbook. Like, I was in the Panther <laughs> costume <laughs> photo shoot. <laughs> in my yearbook. That's amazing. Uh, She's not a normal nerd. She's a cool I'm nerd. I'm a cool nerd, yeah. See, I was like, like, the guys at my school, I'd be like, yo, Sasha, are you a master debater? <laughs> <laughs> like every day I'm like yeah I do debate <laughs> what's up that was my high school experience the worst so yeah, yeah. I was I don't want to admit that I was a nerd but I was definitely like a fucking dweeb but I got away with it because I had a school uniform so yeah you guys wore uniforms <laughs> everybody looked thing, like a fucking everyone dweeb. that was a nerd in high school hot and successful now Girl, it's, it's doing the good. law of the universe look I honestly feel like my glow up came in recently <laughs> I feel like my glow up is happening slowly still <laughs> about to turn 25 i'm like finally come on let's go it's okay uh, for all you nerds out there it gets better it does it, does. it really <laughs> does that's our inspiring message of the evening if you're struggling with being a nerd just know someday it, it will get better hold uh, on keep being a dweeb 
You'll be hot someday. <laughs> you really will. Hey, we You'll didn't peak in high brains school. Brains and beauty. Brains and beauty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, guys, it makes sense. We're nerdy now. We're talking about Harry Potter. I know. Like, of that's course. Of course. Of course. Um, well, speaking of, because you guys are talking about like directing and all that, and behind the scenes, uh, let's talk about it. Break down the process for us. Who directs these episodes? How do you choose your actors and characters? Where are we filming these places? Give us, tell us the magic behind so, the scenes. The real magic is that people think it's a legit production. <laughs> <laughs> and this is me making movies on my iPhone in my grandma's backyard. <laughs> like, that is what it is. Well, um, oh yeah, the location <laughs> definitely adds to the magic. Oh, it totally does. Because <laughs> can we, you imagine if it's like in a trailer park? Like, you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh get over. <laughs> yeah, my, guys, it's the House of Black, and it's the Black family. It cannot be in a trailer. Oh, it's true. It's true that we definitely lucked out. We we film all the episodes at my grandma's house. She lives on. Uh, actually, I probably shouldn't say don't the say, address. Don't say. Don't <laughs> say. She lives in a mysterious, <laughs> undisclosed location in Utah. But my grandpa was a developer, actually, and he built the house in the 70s. And what's cool about the house is that most of the materials are recycled. Like, most of the beams are pulled from other projects and, like, salvaged oh, from different wreckage that's sites. That's really cool. So it's really cool. It has a lot of history in it. So we filmed all the episodes there. And then we've had a handful that we filmed at different locations around downtown Salt Lake when we needed more, like, gothic arches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But for finding the cast, it's been pretty harem scarum. It's mostly my family. So Bellatrix is my cousin. Andromeda is my sister. Molly Weasley is my cousin. Regulus is my cousin. Lily is my cousin. James is my cousin's <coughs> husband. So, like, mostly a lot of family. We even had my grandma hop in for an episode. Aww. Oh, and my dad is playing Slughorn. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. oh my he's gosh. playing Slughorn. He's, so he's, cool. he's, he was so good at his part. Wait, um, the babies. Who are the babies in these? Oh, some babies baby in the Draco and baby Nymphadora, they both appear, and they are both my cousin's kids. Oh. Yeah, so they're... they're big so family cute. project. Yeah, it's a very real big, big real big family energy. So that's how we found a lot of the cast. But then the boys have mostly been cast from either guys that have modeled for Archive Sunday or friends that we have sort of from the theater world. Like our Sirius Black, he was in a show at Hale with my sister Summer, and then I met him at a callback once. And I actually met him one time, and then when I was writing House of Black, I was like, oh, yeah, Caden's going to play Sirius. Didn't say you, anything like, pictured about it. it. Oh, yeah, wrote the whole thing. <laughs> we planned the whole thing, and then we're like, hey, Caden, by the way, you're going to come play Sirius in this. And then this is the craziest one is that our Lucius Malfoy, we put out a casting call, and we were like, we need a man that will bleach his hair, like, white. And Skylar was like, I'll do it. I saw that comment. We had never met him, never seen a picture of him. The first time I met him is when he showed up to film with us. So we were oh. like, hopefully he looks good blonde. Hopefully he can act. And he rolls up and he <clears throat> literally looks so much like Lucius. It's scary. It's how... like terrifying. Yeah. Mm. Big Lucius energy. Yeah. Just looking at him. Like when you, yeah. I loved like the promo you did for him when you announced. Like, yeah. oh my I God. I did see that promo. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. Like he is perfect for it. Yeah, so we we super lucked out with the guys because it was it was pretty random and harem scarum casting everybody, but it, the cast has just really come together well. So I'm excited. I did see that you guys had posted. You guys were looking for actors for. I think you did like a, um, I don't know if it was a wedding. Yeah, or something. we just filmed the Malfoy engagement party, and that was like 
we probably had, I don't know, maybe 30 people in the scene. Yeah. And we had people come in from Vegas and fly in from across the country and drive in from Colorado. It was super, super cool. That was, like, our only big, like, big scene that we did this season because, like, obviously with coronavirus, we couldn't do anything mm-hmm. big until, like, a week ago. See, I wanted to audition for that, but I was so busy, you know, because oh, I can't make it. it. Dude, I had the opportunity to go because uh-huh. Janessa texted all the people that helped behind the scenes, but I worked. And I was like, oh, no, because no. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, that would be so cool. I was so ready. I was like a cocktail dress, everything. But I was like, I work. So Not to put you on the spot, but if you ever need <laughs> let me and Evelyn know. We really want to be on an episode. <laughs> yes. We, like, we just wrapped season two, but we're going to do season three next year, and it's going to be bomb.com yeah it's so. just it's just keep growing like even someone else you just casted was ethan mm-hmm. and i ethan's actually one of my friends and he's um remus lupin and i oh. am so excited for him to play oh i'm just so excited he was so good yeah oh my gosh we did a scene because i wasn't gonna really we weren't gonna put remus in and we weren't gonna put peter in and we got the peter actor in because he has one little the moment peter actor looks, looks like peter looks, yes right but, like, he's still very handsome. Yeah. Like, he looks like Peter Pettigrew like before he went crazy, you know? Anyway, he came in to film one scene. Like, he literally was supposed to have one line. And I met him, and I was like, I've got to write, like, three more, more episodes <laughs> for this kid. He's so freaking good. So we just – it keeps getting bigger and bigger because we keep getting good actors. And then I'm like, i got to write you a well, scene. Well, honestly, and it's so – honestly, you kind of, like, luck out being in Utah mm-hmm. because Utah has such a huge acting and modeling, yeah. like – Photography, videography, creative. Utah is such a, it's a huge state for creatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't know that. I a think lot of people, I don't, I think recently, because I've been talking to a lot of other people, and podcasting is its own thing, but, because they're, like, so surprised, you know, like, all the shit we got going on in Utah. I was like, yeah, it's not, it's not just pretty mountains. Mm-mm. It's mm-hmm. not just pretty mountains. No, there are a lot of creatives There's, here. Yeah, we got so much creativity, and it's very underrated. Like people mm-hmm. don't know how much creative juice we got. So many good musical artists, actors, models, uh, photographers, videographers. It's it's insane. Now, in 2019 is when I started branching out into music photography. I had no idea how big of Utah's local music scene, like how big it is. It's huge, mm-hmm. and there's some really really good people. So yeah, we are we're really lucky to be here if you're a creative. Like, you can have people help you, you know, with all your projects. Hit us up. Hit us up. If you need somebody, hit us up. You got Hit us up, Sasha. You can hit up Sasha Stone. Hit up Evelyn Salazar. Hit up Stephanie Cortez. <laughs> Me plugging myself in my own podcast. <laughs> it's okay. That's funny. That's actually really cool that you have so many family members in that it's become a family project. Oh, I think that must be so fun, like, when you guys like all get together and get to do this. It's definitely fun. It's definitely stressful. Yeah. Like, they're probably half the episodes I wrote, like, on a note on my phone on our way to film it. Like, that's kind of how fast we've had to put it together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes the filming days are just crazy, crazy stressful. Like, because our Bellatrix actress, she lives in Hong Kong now. And so we had to scramble to finish all of her stuff before she had to go to Hong Kong. And so we had this insane week of back-to-back-to-back, long, long, long days of filming to get it all done. But it's going to come together in such a cool way. I'm really excited. Why is Bellatrix in Hong Kong? Disney. Yeah, this is actually kind of... I think people don't know this, but me, Summer, and Karina, one of the reasons that we wanted to cosplay together was that the three of us have worked at Disney pretty extensively. And we've all worked at different parks at different times and have never gotten to cosplay all together. And so that's been really fun to, like, get into our makeup and wigs and be like, wow, this is what it would be like if we were all working together. (laughs) So it's been fun. 
mind blown. I'm such a <laughs> Disney fan over here. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Who were you? <laughs> I mean, I have. Oh, to you be, guys can't say. I, I know you guys careful. can't say. And like, so much of my following is so young. But I, you never saw Cinderella in the same room as me at the same time. That's oh all God. I'll say. <laughs> I I literally again because I've been following you for years like would see all that saw all that journey I was like that is so cool follow been following your sister for years too same seeing her when she was she was in Japan right mm-hmm. yeah all that uh, I was like that is so awesome I loved all that so I think it's really cool that you guys did that it's been really fun Astra Noble House of Black series you said Bella's Race is in Hong Kong season isn't coming out till I think you said season three isn't coming out till next year Right? Yeah, so we are rolling out an episode basically every week for season two from now until Black Friday in November. So that was the finale of season two. And then season three will film probably next year, so it'll release sometime in 2022. There you have it, folks. I'm just going to say, I, I, I'm, it's a good day for me. Stop <laughs> oh excited. She's just excited. It's a good day for me. <laughs> And we'll keep it at that. That makes me so happy. I was like, I hope that they like me in this podcast. I'm so nervous. I liked you before. I liked you before because of the series. But then you never know because you know how you don't know right. people on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, you can like right. them, but you don't really know them. And then today you talked and I was like, that's that's a nerd. I'm a nerd. I vibe. The nerd juice is there. <laughs> yeah. vibe. Um, you said Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars, man. You said Harry Potter. I love fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> you said Disney. God. Steph's flying over. She, she has a crush on you now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's, okay, it's mutual. We're all just vibing. I'm in a good place right now. I'm out. Yeah. This is a good episode. See, and I, I, I really like this, and I really love this, because I think it, kind of like you said, you don't really know people online. I've seen a lot of influencers, if you want to call them, or TikTok viral people that come off really genuine you know in videos and stuff mm-hmm. and then people have interacted with them and they're like oh they're not like that at all like they're mm-hmm. fake mm-hmm. i mean the internet is filled with fake people so it's really nice to like meet you and talk to you and see that you are genuine you know mm-hmm. you're not this just you're not like doing a performance you know mm-hmm. honestly i sometimes feel like it's kind of the opposite for me like I'll get so nervous when I make a video or when I talk that I almost feel like it's I'm faker in video and I'm like I wish I could just talk to you guys like face to face like we'd be homies because like I don't know it's it's hard to like so few people make TikToks with their voice in it or like with their own words because it's just so vulnerable to Mm -hmm. put yourself out there for the whole internet you know and sometimes I'm like I'm so cringy in these but whatever it's okay Actually, backing it up for a hot second, why did you start TikTok? When did you start TikTok? Because mm. that, that, you said you blew up a little bit afterwards. It, honestly, I started TikTok like everybody else, where I was like... Quarantine? Oh, quarantine, and I'm like, this is where the kids are. I'm way too <laughs> old. At 23, I'm just ancient to be on TikTok. And I, at first, my For You page was like 100% Kylo Ren content. Like, Adam Driver, like, rats of TikTok. Like, there's a very niche side of TikTok that's just, like, Star Wars fans. So that was my For You page, and I was just making really dumb videos about, like, liking Star Wars. And then, what was the first video I had really go off? Oh, actually, I made a video about my, like, journey to Miss Utah. 
because I, I put together this compilation of all the work that I did on my talent mostly and kind of the, the time lapse of getting to Miss Utah. And that video was my first one to, to go pretty viral. I think it has you know, 7 million views or something. And so that kind of launched me into, oh, hold on, like I enjoy making videos. And then we did this Halloween costume with my cousins. So it was Karina, Summer, my cousin Lorenzo, my cousin Miranda, and me. And we cosplayed the Sailor Scouts from Sailor Moon. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. That. And like that cosplay went like super viral. Like Lizzo was commenting on it. And like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie's jaw just dropped. So that was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, like we're going so viral. And then I started our first collage wall. Like, I had the idea to make, because I've seen plenty of collage walls on the internet, uh -huh. but this was right when Harry Potter TikTok was going off, and I was like, what if you made a collage that was, like, the Slytherin aesthetic? Because that's when Draco Malfoy was happening. And so I made that first um, ambition collage wall, and our first time lapse of it going up on our wall went viral. And then after that, it was, like, every single new collage that we did, we just kept growing and growing in momentum. So... It was kind of different fractured fandom things that, that went more and more viral. And then another thing that, that drove Archive to get pretty big that not a lot of people know about is Pinterest. A mm -hmm. lot of our stuff went really viral on Pinterest. And I've got about, I don't know, 4 million monthly viewers on Pinterest as well. Whoa. And so that has drived a lot of our traffic as a business. So that was, I would encourage any small business owners listening to, to tap into that resource as well. I'm just going to say... Lizzo commented on the still on that. Oh, I was dying. I <laughs> and, love Lizzo. And the fact that, like, your ego is not still humble. Still humble. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lizzo blaming it on the juice. But, oh, I would die. Whoo. I'm like, maybe I need to start TikTok. See who the hell comments on my episodes, my videos. I don't know where to start. But, actually, you know, bringing up the TikTok thing, has it been different for you, like, kind of having that social media fame in a bit in a way because you have tiktok fame and yeah like how is that like how have you like gone through it what was that journey like yeah it has been really weird <laughs> <laughs> weird in a good way i think there's definitely been positive and negatives that have come out of it like one negative is that when it was going off it was so interesting how many people like wanted a piece of it if that makes sense like that felt entitled to like jump on and like kind of ride my coattails a little mm -hmm. bit and so I think that really kind of taught me a lot about the people around me because it was it was really hard it, I felt like I kind of skyrocketed and then when that video came out in January kind of nosedived mm -hmm. you know emotionally so it was like the highest high and then the lowest low mm -hmm. but like I went to Universal with my family to we were I went to go take pictures and videos in the park for House of Black and stuff, and I got, like, stopped, like, five or six times that day. <laughs> that is so cool. And, and I'm like, I'm not famous in the real world, but in that three-square-mile patch of Florida, I'm a really big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Harry Potter world. Like, there's a, there's a chance that you know who I am. And, like, I, the first day when quarantine was opening up, I, like, went out to a bar with my friend, and someone came up to me like, I follow you on TikTok. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy, you know? So I think things like that have been just super surreal. Yeah. But also there's just a huge added amount of pressure. And there's also hate comments. Mm -hmm. And that's just something I figured out that, like, kind of whatever I post, somebody will find something <laughs> to be angry or upset about and comment. And so that's 
that's been something that I've had to adjust to as well, is, like, comments calling me fat or telling me I'm dumb and, and things like that, you well, know? People on the internet are ruthless. Oh, yeah. But it's behind a screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yes. I also think it's mostly jealousy, you know? It's frustrating to see somebody living the life you wish you could live. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Oh, for, for yeah, that's going to be that way. I'm not saying I'm the same way. I relate. <laughs> but through the podcast, because people have – it has – gotten popular here in utah um i've gotten stopped a few times my voice is too recognizable now mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't get away with shit now if especially when i laugh is when i get noticed the most <laughs> and they'll stop me and they'll be like hey aren't you self-conscious Fuck. yeah hi. <laughs> like, oh. and now i'm like god i gotta make an effort to look more presentable because <laughs> you, you don't know this mm-hmm. Sasha. i look i look good right now but Sometimes I'm just wearing sweats in a, in a tank yeah. <laughs> and some socks and sandals. <laughs> I'm in my element. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so now I'm like, God, I gotta try a little bit harder. But that's so cool. It's it's weird. I will say it's a bizarre feeling because mm-hmm. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being stopped and recognized and want people wanting to have a conversation with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would stop you too and take a picture with you. Oh my gosh. Especially, well, I- I'm actually curious. This is a little bit off. Not well, kind of related, but when you took pictures at the Capitol with the blossoms, uh-huh. looking like Aurora, you know, <laughs> Sleeping Beauty, looking like Aurora, I would have taken pictures. I'm like, oh my goodness, this princess, this princess Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> <That's> Aurora. <laughs> well, when I had to walk up before that photo shoot, we had to carry the dress, and it was so big, it was just like a circle, so I looked like a loofah. <laughs> <laughs> so these pictures are so beautiful I'm like yes but I had to walk in front of the entire population of Utah looking like a loofah (laughs) getting some really weird looks and then it also was not very tight on the top and I think I definitely flashed a few on accident during that shoot so like the Instagram and the reality like the reality was pretty embarrassing Instagram versus reality on the other side well the pictures look magical yeah they were really beautiful Oh, uh, in relation to what, that, uh, guys, we gotta disclose. Don't you take some of the pictures for your walls? I actually take like all the pictures. It's been kind of a common misconception about archive. Is like you know, for example, we just rolled out our light side collage wall, and that one is seventy images, and it's like ninety five percent my photography. So that took like six months of doing shoots with cosplayers. I flew to Orlando photographed all of the galaxy's edge, photographing the salt flats. We ordered all of the lightsabers, photographed all of them in my room at the sand dunes. We drove to the salt flats a bunch of times. So like each of the collages are just a huge amount of work of like photography and graphic design. And then some of our collages, like the Greek series, were able to use more stock photos, but all of those I put through a really, really heavy edit that I do in Lightroom and in Photoshop, and so they're pretty much unrecognizable from the stock photos that we use. But yeah, it's it's definitely not images off of Google or Pinterest, and that's like probably my most common comment on the collages. They're like, oh, like you're stealing these images. I'm yeah. Like, no, I, I took these images. Yeah, I could see a lot of people. I mean, I've seen a lot of people say that. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, and a lot of people will just say themselves you know like oh well I can just google the images and print it myself and it's mm-hmm. like you can you totally can mm-hmm. but like you're paying for like the quality of something mm-hmm. and like the magic of it you know mm-hmm. it's not like it, everything is so um detailed mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. put together perfectly to represent this whatever aesthetic it is that you are 
um, cultivating. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we just made our moon princess aesthetic, which is based off of like the anime girl aesthetic. And to photograph that one, we had to get seven costumes, seven cosplayers. We three D printed all of the props to replicate the look of Sailor Moon, and then we colored it into the colors of the anime so that it made a rainbow on your wall. And I was like this thing doesn't exist anywhere on the internet. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, you could not make this for yourself without spending hundreds of hours on it, which we did, you know? So that's one of the things that's been fun about Archive is, like, each collage kit, to me, is just, like, a work of art, and I'm so passionate about it. I'm like, this is my baby. I was just going to say, like, that's, like, what makes, like, what Evelyn's saying, like, high quality, because it's such a personal, it's so personal. Like, mm-hmm. you've made it personal. Like, mm-hmm. you're putting a lot of love and dedication into it. That's Honestly, what I think probably you play well, mm-hmm. like not just with Archive Sunday, but with TikTok, with your Noble House of Black series, everything. Kelly girl, oh, so she might be so winning nice. Miss USA. <laughs> um, Wait, is it Miss America? She might be winning Miss America. My bad, my bad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna get corrected. You're my ass no, is gonna I was get like, roasted. I'm not gonna say anything. You're totally fine. My ears are gonna get roasted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Guys, you got the spirit. It's good. <laughs> She's going to win. She's going to win Miss Utah, and then later she's going to win Miss America. Period. <laughs> manifest it. Yeah, I was going to say manifest it. But, I believe in manifesting. Oh, yeah. High key. Oh, it, High key. it's 100% a thing. But what I was going to say is I just love how you can tell how much love you put into everything that you do. You know, it's not just, oh, let's make this because I need to make it. It's like, no, I need to make this, and it needs to come out good. It needs to be perfect. Or I, it's just, you're just not, you're not trying to, like, sell yourself short, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. You're just not making it to make it or to make a buck. Like, you really put a lot of love and effort and time into these things and down to like the smallest details like because even with one of the days that we were filming Janessa was showing me and Whitney the Rapunzel collage and she was like mm-hmm. this font she's like I don't think Sasha likes this font it's like so small but she's uh-huh. like this font doesn't match this font and it's like those small details is like yeah like that I'm, and I was even like no yeah that you're right like that's something that I as a person would pay attention to because mm-hmm. I just pay attention to details and there's a lot of people out there that do you know so just the time and effort you put into actually make it like uh, you know, nothing's perfect, but something will be close to perfect of how you want it to be. I'm definitely like a psychopath about <laughs> those details. Like it's the political science, and oh yeah, we analyze everything. Like each of the posters is a specific reference to something in the text. So like one of our kits, the cunning mini kit, is based off of Dramini fan fiction, and so each image is like poppies and that's a specific reference to the fact that draco goes cottage core and has a poppy farm in this particular fan picture like i get that detailed and honestly it's because when i was like 12 13 14 i was deep into my fan fiction phase for the first time like there there wasn't really representation for that you know Mm -hmm. and this is actually something i could vent about for a million years but fandom culture is primarily female driven like you know fan fiction readers are typically women and that market to me is so underserved and archive sunday has really proven that that there is a rabid fan base that wants more content and they want more harry potter movies they want more products that they can put in their home and so few people serve that demographic of women so Mm -hmm. i think it's been fun to get to make products for my 13 year old self that i would have really loved at that age you know yeah Again, I love her. I didn't know she read fan fiction. I read fan fiction. <laughs> Dude, I was writing fan I, fiction. That's what I was gonna 13. say. I, I was, was in the I wrote, I wrote a fan fiction. It's deleted now, but uh-huh. I'm embarrassed to say it because. But it's deleted. You can't find it. Oh my god. Uh, I wrote like a, the Vampire Diaries fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I um, oh god. 
I was on fanfiction.net, Wattpad. All my stories are still up on there, too, and I sometimes go back and read them. Something that we're similar on, and I think we talked about it a little bit, is, like, yeah, when I was that age, too, is, like, I wrote novels. Mm -hmm. Like, I have, Mm -hmm. at home, I have notebooks filled (laughs) of, like, novels that are finished, and I just tell myself now, I'm like, I just, I don't have the time. I need to, but I'm like, I need to go back and just pick one of them, because I have two that I'm like, these are so fucking good, but I just need to rewrite it because it's like, yeah, I wrote it in eighth grade, but it was good, okay? I know it was good. I would be, I would pass my notebooks around to my classmates, and people would take turns reading and put, like, bookmarks being like, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm at, and, like, share it. Mm-hmm. So just the fact, like, yeah, the fandom world, how it's underserved, it really is, especially as an adult, mm-hmm. you know? And now, now we're adult with adult money, <laughs> and we can spend it on how we want you yeah because like probably not the best <laughs> i know sometimes it, there's those tiktoks where it's like i'm adult and now i have adult money so <laughs> buy stupid shit yeah but it's worth it you know? i love stupid shit i love it it's it's awesome and so i love that there's we're all like now in our early 20s mid 20s and everyone's just kind of like reliving their, their childhood, childhood. Yes. literally like so many people are and it's cool to see start now start seeing other fandom companies i guess mm-hmm. like start popping up my friend actually just started one and she released a marauders hat that i'm like i need to buy tomorrow Ooh. it was so cute and all i'm like they're now that it's like these things are coming up and i'm like hell yeah where have these been my whole life because you could go to the store and see like the really little kid versions mm-hmm. you know but there's nothing there was nothing ever made for like adults and now they're starting to pop yeah. up which is really cool. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is off topic, but I had no business writing what I wrote. <laughs> it was spicy. Girl, at that age, I shouldn't I shouldn't have known what the hell I was writing about. <laughs> but I did. Uh, I had such a good following too. I had I had yeah. followers. I had Yeah. That was good. I oh But it's is not this will not be put in this episode, but yeah, cuz I don't if I don't know who I don't know cuz I kind of like fell off the planet i deleted it this is very random but one of my biggest fan fictions i had that actually was like really big back in the day was about jojo o'malley from horton hears a who Oh. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah, I was obsessed with JoJo O'Malley, okay? Really? Probably because he's like my type. Like skater boy, long emo hair, like emo boy, sad boy. I was in love with JoJo O'Malley. I was a part of a fan site. Like all my fan Jesus, fiction was like Evelyn. that. Yeah. You really are a nerd. <laughs> oh, I used to print out my fan fiction and pin it on my wall. Oh, I had a full wall God. that had just like my stories pinned to it. Jesus. This is going to go in the blueprint. We're so. all nerds. <laughs> yeah, I, in, this is my confession, I in fifth grade was obsessed with Artemis Fowl. Oh, okay. And I still have a journal that's like 200 pages long that I wrote as, like, first person <laughs> as the imaginary sister of Artemis oh Fowl. Oh, my God. And that like, would have been a cool... Go- Right? Her name was Lillian Fowle. She was really cool. Like, that was me in fifth, sixth grade. Like, I I needed that escapism at mm-hmm. that age to process all the stuff I was going through. <laughs> and now it's so crazy. Like, I'll get messages from, um, like, 13-year-olds or 10-year-olds that are like, I am Draco Malfoy's sister, and so you're my mom because you're Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, my Like, gosh. the sweetest messages. And I'm like, this is me as a fifth and sixth grader. It's yeah. so crazy to be on the other side of things. Well, and it's cool now because you write the scripts for the Noble House of Black episodes. And it's it's like, like bringing my fan fiction yeah, to life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so nerdy. Exactly. You're writing so fan nerdy. fiction uh, again, yeah, which is so cool. It. I'm here for it. Well, 
and like honestly to give you more of my life story when I was like 12 13 I really wanted to be a fantasy author when I grew up like that was my ultimate dream I started going to writing conferences I started sending query letters to agents like at 13 and 14 and then by the time that I was in high school I kind of got beaten down and was like, this is not a realistic dream, Sasha. Like, you need to have, like, a million followers, like, if you want to be an author. (laughs) Look at her now. And, like, like, in the last couple of months, like, starting to get emails from, like, literary agents and publishers, like, hey, do you ever want to publish work? Like, do you ever want to publish something similar to House of Black? That's been so crazy to see that dream come full circle and be like, oh, my gosh, like, this childhood dream has now opened up to me. That is so cool because... I was in that same boat. To this day still, I'm like, I want to be, an, one day, want to write a book and have be a well-known author. But I reached high school, and it was people just being like, why? Like, why are you doing this, right. you know? Ugh, it was being self-conscious about what I like to do and was like, oh, I guess... I guess I'm not going to do this. Same with, like, I had I was really into YouTube when I was younger, and then I stopped because people were, like, bullying me or, like, being like, mm-hmm. oh, like, why are you acting? Because it's like, yeah, I don't have, you know, I had, like, what, like, five followers, you know, on but YouTube? You have to start you have acting to start. like an influencer. Yes, and I tell, that, I tell that to people now. I'm like, you just have to start acting like what you want to be mm-hmm. because then people will start seeing you that. You told me that, too, remember? When you were like, I see you as, like, a little influencer sometimes. And I was like, really? I was like, I... I don't, I don't see that, but it's like, that's just what, I don't know. I just like to share. All of this is a good segue into the final question. You guys kind of already been touching on it. What advice can you give to someone who is contemplating being an entrepreneur or wanting to start a creative project like the Noble House of Black series and Archive Sunday? Couple of pieces of advice. Number one, this is something I've had to learn this year. Finished is better than perfect. Like, I figured out that for our business, we have to push out a new collage every single week. And to sell the stuff, I need to post on TikTok like three to five times a day. And that means that I cannot make everything be perfect. And so I put out videos all the time where I'll misspeak, I'll have typos, I'll have episodes with typos, I'll put out kits that aren't quite ready yet or whatever it is. And I've just had to get a lot more comfortable with putting out an imperfect product, like what's imperfect in my eyes. Um, Because I think as creators, and particularly as women, we can be so hard on ourselves. But in the world of digital media, and particularly in TikTok, everything has such a short lifespan, it's more important to be fast. So for growing on TikTok in particular, you have to jump on trends right away, like the same day that you see it, if you can. Um, because the further on the trend arc you can hop on the bandwagon, the better your content will perform. And then my other sort of overarching piece for entrepreneurs and creators is to find your original voice and make unique content. I think TikTok and Instagram are really dominated by trends. Um, You know, a lot of people will go take an Instagram picture that's copied off of something that they see on Pinterest and people will make a TikTok video that's a replica, copy and paste of another trend. And almost all of my content is like 100% original. Like I'll do collage wall videos where it's not related to a trend at all and I'll do the House of Black, which are just original writing and ideas. And I found that for me, my original content and ideas does so much better than anything that's a trend because it's what makes my account unique. And I think the same thing for entrepreneurship. It's one thing to look at another business and say, okay, I want their success. But if you do the exact same thing as them, if you don't bring anything different to the table, you're not going to have any differentiating factor that's going to make your product more appealing. So I would say as a creator, 
find what makes you unique and original. And for me and for Archive Sunday, it was merging marketing and fandom and fan fiction all kind of into the same product. And that's what made Archive You so unique. But like all of our best products, they sell well because you can't find anything like it anywhere on the internet because it is so original. So I think that's probably my my biggest piece of advice in terms of actually creating content. And then finally, life advice, you literally cannot care what people think about you. I am such a people pleaser. I am a born, die hard, you know, try to not cause any trouble, try to make everyone think that I'm cool or whatever. And I think that what's been magical about my TikTok account is that at some point of time, honestly, when I started posting, everything was pretty anonymous. Like I didn't have my name attached to it. So I thought that no one would ever see it. And it was me being my most authentic self, like talking about Star Wars and like no makeup and just like being so real. And I found that that was taking off so much more than my like polished, perfect Instagram content ever did because polished and perfect isn't real. And if you want to connect with people, you have to be authentic. And so I, at a certain point, had to decide, like, I don't care if people think it's cringy if I dress up in Harry Potter clothes and make videos. Like, I don't care if boys from my high school are looking at me and laughing. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm so happy doing what I do. And I think that's the attitude that you need to have online is just make the content that makes you happy. Don't chase people's approval. Just be yourself because there's magic in authenticity. Beautiful. <laughs> Are you an influencer too? Emily? Yes, yes, give us your advice. Let's uh, go. No, everything you said is just great, and I just love it because it's a lot about what we talked about in season two. You know, this is episode's mm-hmm. going to be in season three, mm-hmm. but season two is all about, like, self-love and mental health, and a lot of the things we talk about is to not give a shit about what other people think about you. Because mm-hmm. people, hard. it is hard. It's so hard. But people are going to judge you regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be someone that doesn't like you, and you just have to not care about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're not affecting you in your life. For advice-wise, because, like, my astrology TikTok, that's the one that is pretty, I guess, my biggest platform. That one, definitely what you said is, like, you have to stay consistent and mm-hmm. on it. Like, when I'm making, like, three to five TikToks a day, that's when my sales, like, rank up. And if I take a break, which I've been on a break now, which I need to go back to, but it'll, it'll drop. Another thing is just connecting with people. I go on live on TikTok a lot, and we'll talk to a lot of people and start talking to them about their signs, like, who they're compatible with, like, about their birth charts, and they love it, and it just makes them feel connected to me. Those are really personal things. Astrology is very personal, you know? It can be. And a lot of people are, like you, you're barely starting to figure out about it and learn mm-hmm. about it. Just making a connection and showing people that you actually care, that you're actually responding to comments. You're not just like, I guess, taking them for granted because they're the ones giving you like the views, the likes, mm-hmm. you know, the shares and all that. Um, once you build a community, I mean, just like the podcast, the podcast has its community that backs it up, you know, and it's because we're so invested in them just as much as they're invested in us. You brought up Pinterest earlier and I was going to say, yes, for small businesses, use Pinterest. I use Pinterest too and that drives TikTok and Pinterest are the number one places I get my sales from because whenever someone buys something on my Etsy shop they always leave a comment like oh I found you on TikTok or I found you on Pinterest mm-hmm. and then I you know I'll, I'll do packaging videos for that specific person mm-hmm. and that makes them people get excited they're like oh I want my video my order package on TikTok and so yeah just make connections with them post consistently have creative ideas do something different and not care about what other people think you really summed it up pretty well like definitely what I believe in can I just say, Evelyn, I love your ASMR videos <laughs> on TikTok. I really you have do. ASMR? <laughs> I have ASMR what? packaging videos. <gasps> and people, th- those ones, people love those. First of all, I'm an ASMR 
like mm, I love ASMR so much yeah. I listen to it every night and the ASMR community is so fun and there's actually a very cinematic ASMR side uh -huh. where like people make crazy movies ASMR movies and stuff but yeah my ASMR packaging videos do good and the foil ones people like hearing the the foil come off for their yeah. signs there's this girl on TikTok who does like She'll like scratch your hair and things like mm -hmm. that. I'm like addicted to those. <laughs> the like, ASMR. It's so comfort. I'm like in quarantine, haven't seen a soul, don't want to see a soul. I'm like, I want to watch these and be comforted by this girl. Literally, no, Just literally. Nice. I am the type of person that I will touch anything and I'm like, ooh, this is a good. I'm at work and I'm holding folders and I go up to my coworkers and I scratch it in their ear. I'm like, you hear that? They're like, what are you doing? I was like, this would be good ASMR. Like, I love, I love that. Oh, that's but so cool. I think my first viral video on my Astrology account was an ASMR oh, packaging yeah? video that just, it was my first international order and that one just blew up. I need to go back to being consistent on it because I definitely had a mental, I needed to take a mental break, which is okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to. Mm -hmm. I'm one person running a small business, so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lot sometimes. I had my mom help me and I paid her for a lot of times because <laughs> I was like, mom, I have too many orders and I can't do this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, so I do need to plug and shout out my sister Brighton because when I expanded Archive to including clothing, I knew that I could not handle it alone. And so I actually sold an equity percentage of the company to her mm. and she has helped me do the operations. And so there are about six employees of Archive Sunday now that do our managing and shipping and customer service and stuff. So I need to plug the team because yeah. sometimes people on TikTok think that it's just me and I'm like, no, it's definitely not me. I'd definitely be dying. And yeah. Brighton is the reason that it's successful in my opinion. It gets stressful though. Cause if, when you're the one, I mean, you're still leading it. You're mm -hmm. still in charge of it. Mm -hmm. Per that, I do want to like, like everyone said, like taking a mental break. It's, it's okay to take a mental break, I mean, we're so we're to, we're so used to being told like you should be able to handle it on your own, mm -hmm. and we're still trying to and we try to prove the world that we can do it on our own, and we don't need nobody. Mm -hmm. But it's hard. It's really really hard to make quality work to make sure that you're giving the best that you've got when you're not okay. It's hard. Mm -hmm. So obviously, yes. So take breaks if you need them, and it's there's nothing wrong with hey, I need to take a step back from what I'm doing right now. People are gonna perceive that so much better because they're like oh yeah there's a human being behind this mm -hmm. i forget like people forget that there's a person behind it you know because mm -hmm. just through podcasting people assume like i've got my shit together and i'm there and you know some people have come talk to consider me like their personal therapist or just this fun show because it's a it's, it is a show at the end of the day but they don't forget that there's that i'm still going through it i'm still human and i have my human moments right. so i think they gotta remember like when stuff isn't posted on time, like in my case, like I don't always have my episodes up on time or you're falling back on orders or X, Y, and Z or you haven't posted on TikTok or whatever, don't be so hard on the creator because there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. And if they've taken that break, it's because they're, again, making the best quality for you guys to enjoy, to listen to, just overall enjoy. So I think there's that. Yeah, going back to like, if you build up a community with whatever it is you're doing, those people will support you. Like again, I'm taking a break. I've taken a break from TikTok right now, but anytime I go back and I'll post a TikTok on my astrology account, people are always like, oh, you're back. Oh, I loved your videos. Or I hope yeah. you're okay. And I'm very open on that account about like, hey guys, I, my mental health was just plummeting. Like I needed to step back. And people are like, no, you're fine. Like we're still here. Like, you know, and I, and I love that. It makes me feel so good that it's like, wow, like these people yeah. actually care about you. And then it helps them see you more as the human behind, yeah. or, you know, that there is a human behind it. And for me, it's like one person. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I had an experience like two weeks ago when I had that whole nightmare with almost losing my phone. I like went on TikTok and posted a couple of videos apologizing for not getting an episode out because that Sunday I was supposed to drop the light side kit, which was hugely hyped. Oh, I had yeah. hyped it for like six months. And then I also was supposed to release a House of Black episode and I didn't end up getting my phone until Sunday night. And so I was staying up super late and I posted that and a bunch of the comments, like, you know, probably five of the first 10 were like, Sasha, like, go get some sleep. Like, it's okay. You know, just take your time. Like, take care of yourself. We're worried about you. And like, it, it honestly meant the world. And for the first time I was like, you know what? I'm just going to post on Instagram and tell them that this drop is not going to happen tonight because I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? So I think, I, I think you're totally right that if you build a community and they can remember like, you're a human being that yeah. needs to sleep and rest and stuff. <laughs> No, that is true, but then there's some who don't, you know, but for the most part, um, I love my podcast community, mm -hmm. I love the self, I love the Conchitas, they're very, they're very understanding, I love them, I mean, I think because they listen to the podcast, they understand, I, I, maybe I'm not that cute, maybe I, I'm not that put together, I think through these last couple episodes, they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> she's got her shit, <laughs> she's fine, we all have our own shit. Aside from that, I was going to say, like what you were saying, Sasha, what Evelyn was saying, like it ties in, but I think just being your genuine self and not being afraid to show your flaws or your imperfections is going to take you a lot further. How you were saying, like, like getting publishing mm -hmm. agents to, you know, talk about your stories that you're creating with Noble House of Black. With that, I want to say, like, everything happens in the moment it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, your hard work pays off and they'll see it but like keep doing you keep working hard and everything's gonna come out the way it's supposed to come i don't know i'm just gonna throw it out there ellen degeneres is stepping back from her talk show in 2022 abc if you got an opening <laughs> sign me like, up where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying if, if anybody from abc listens <clears throat> get a latina get a latina to host your tv talk show i'm just saying i'm just saying i could do i could do good I could do good. You had Ellen. Bring me on. Also that, don't be afraid to shoot for the stars. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid to um, aim Sarah high. Sarah J. Mass, if you're listening to this, please let me audition for the Accord of Thorns and Roses TV adaptation. <laughs> Thank you so much and Is have there? a good day. Is there yes. a TV adaptation? Yes. they've confirmed it. I want to play more so bad. I haven't guys. read it yet, but that's been on my book of list because ever since I entered book TikTok, <laughs> that one is like one of the number one. Most you need, you need to read it. it Right now I'm on the, my, my book TikTok, I'm on We Are Liars. I haven't finished it yet, but that's mm -hmm. the one I'm reading. TBH, I haven't been on TikTok that much. I am so behind. <laughs> I, well, I've been really Girl, busy too. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> I like, I get the message like three times a day when it's like, you need to stop scrolling. I'm like, this is my job. <laughs> Back off, man. Let me do my thing. Back off. Yeah, I got like 200 and something plus in my inbox of videos I have not looked at. <laughs> so, um, I'm hella behind. Um, this weekend. I will be dedicating my time to watching all these TikTok videos. Don't be afraid to shoot for the stars. Be yourself. Be your authentic self. You need to take a mental break. Step back. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's easier said than done. But really, really, really do believe in yourself. And the world has a way of making its making the magic happen for you. And another thing, um, if you're a creative, don't let anybody bring you down and tell you that you can't do it and that you can't become successful with while being a creative because that's false and everything in the world that people love for entertainment music movies books all of that comes from creative people and if creative people didn't exist then none of those things would exist so you do you take the risk
Hey Conchitas, I know this isn't your normal outro, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Sometime along the time that we were ending this episode, for some reason we didn't catch the first half of the exit, so I'm just gonna say it really quick. You'll be able to hear some of Sasha's information for her social media if you wanna go check out her Noble House of Black series, check her out on TikTok, her YouTube videos, and Instagram as well. And as you Conchitas know, the information will be in the description of this episode. Also, before I go ahead and do that, just wanted to let you guys know that there will be another bonus episode tomorrow in honor of Dia de los Muertos with UA the duo. So stay tuned because you guys are really in for a treat. And then, of course, you guys get your episode on Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to this Halloween special. I truly appreciate every one of you, Conchitas, and have a happy Halloween. Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Sasha for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and give her a chance to shout out her social media accounts. If you want to go ahead and follow her, make sure you check out her Noble House of Black series on YouTube and TikTok, as well as her Archive Sunday business. And then you can watch the Noble House of Black on my YouTube channel, which is Sasha Sloan, or just look up the Noble House of Black Sasha Sloan on YouTube and you'll find it really easily. And then my website for my business is archivesunday.com or you can go to our TikTok or Instagram, which is just at archivesunday. Thank you again for being a guest on the pod. Truly appreciate having you. And thank you to Evelyn, my co-host from season two, for joining me again on this episode. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, and don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the Self Conscious podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small business highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is Self Conscious Podcast, and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with this episode. Learn something from it. If you like the episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. Make sure that when you check out the episode, you also give us a review. It helps us spread the word. And while you're there, might as well share the episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's the Stole the Boy. I will see you all next week for a whole new episode. Until then, have a good one. Once you does, wait, 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 guys. It's not over yet. Got a little, got a little juice for you. <laughs> a little throwback. Oh my gosh. And remember, don't be so self-conscious. We'll see if she says it next time. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one, Conchitas. <laughs>